This is The Drive with Josh Graham podcast. We're internet sensations, guys. Tune into The Drive weekday afternoons, 3 to 7 on WSJS. You are on a Thursday drive. It is WSJS, News Talk Sports for the Triad. We've got some NFL on tonight. So we'll get to that game in just a bit. Also, we've got a hearty eight. On the card this week, the handout and Graham's gambling. Give me that cash out, family. Make sure you're around for that. Haven't had a losing week so far this season through three weeks. And who knows? That hardy eight might include the game of the week in our state, which takes place in Boone Saturday afternoon. The App State East Carolina game is emblematic of the unique sports scene we enjoy in the state of North Carolina. In other words... Many of the things that are great about our state are also great about this series. These two schools represent two sides of North Carolina, two North Carolinas, if you will. You have mountains and beaches, eastern North Carolina, close to the water, and then up on the mountain, Grandfather, Black Mountain, Boone, that whole deal. It's two different types of North Carolina. Which do you prefer? They're both the old North North State. And even though they might seem diametrically opposed to each other or different, App State and and East Carolina are still so similar to these two schools, even though one's on one side of the state, the other's in another part, and the topography is really different. They're still very similar, as ECU coach Mike Houston spelled out during his press conference this week. I think these games are great. I mean, I, I wish that uh, we could somehow figure out for all the FBS teams in the state of North Carolina to play. Um, I think it's a, I, th- I think the two schools are very similar in that uh, you know, Appalachian State and East Carolina are both you know football schools with passionate fan bases, and you know. Our traditions may be a little different as far as, you know, the conferences and stuff we've been associated with over the year, but both have had, you know, a lot of success in their respective uh, situations. And so you just, you you have, you know, two schools, I think it makes sense for us to play. And I know that uh, Sean and I have talked about it. Now, I don't know how much say he and I have in it, but, uh, you know, we both think it's a good matchup. And, you know, I think uh, the more more you square off against each other, I think it could could become a pretty good rivalry. Just think about this. App State East Carolina is the biggest football game in our state this weekend. That might sound completely normal to you. But if you are an outsider, if you're not from North Carolina, that might sound crazy. We have not one, not two, not three, but four ACC teams in the state of North Carolina. Four Power Fives. And... All of them are playing this week, yet it's a matchup between two group of fives who don't really have a long history of playing each other, who are not in the same conference. Those two schools meeting is the biggest game that we have. And don't give me North Carolina, Minnesota. Go on StubHub, and you can see how different the demand is for North Carolina, Minnesota, and App State ECU. They're adding seating in Boone just to accommodate it. And everywhere I go, 100 a pop to get in, 150 a pop to get in. You can get into Minnesota, North Carolina for 20 bucks if you want to. That won't stop them from calling it a sellout, but it won't be a legit sellout. App State East Carolina is going to be legitimately sold out, and that's a sign of it being more important around here. That's... That is the biggest game that we've got. And that idea could be perplexing to someone on the outside. The state of North Carolina is a unique sports scene. I hear people say, oh, we need to get Major League Baseball in North Carolina. I don't think the demand is there the same way that it is in Nashville or in Utah or in other places. Because as crazy as it might sound to an outsider, we have pedigree with our minor league baseball teams. There's a lot of history here, and we support those minor league teams. And you have all these colleges who have tremendous college baseball pedigree, too. 
Wake Forest in recent memory, North Carolina with all the trips to Omaha, NC State baseball, East Carolina baseball. It's well-supported, and people care about it. We just don't have the bandwidth, I think, to want baseball added to the mix or not want it enough in order to compete with some of these other places that might vie for it. We're different. College sports, that's the bedrock of what our sports scene is built on. Look at the state's that have more people than the state of North Carolina does. I think we're ninth, maybe 10th. If you look at the states that have more people, pro sports, that's the bedrock of most of those places where all the people are at. This state has a ton of people. College sports matter so much, and it's not just the big boys that play in the Power Five. It's App State and ECU too. And as Mike Houston was spelling out, these two teams should play every single year. Let's make it happen. There's so much history for both, and it's apart from each other, and neither are in a power conference, and that history still matters. Those national championships for App, the win at Michigan, the win in Texas A&M last year, the Power Five wins they almost got in recent memory. East Carolina had a similar identity in the 90s, knocking off Miami and tearing down NC State's goalposts, the Peach Bowl finishing ninth in the country, going 11-1. In the last 10 years, Lincoln Riley calling plays and ECU hanging 70 on North Carolina. It's rich football history that these two teams have. So other than NC State, North Carolina, I think there is some terrain to be grabbed for the second-best rivalry in this state. And given the passion that App State and East Carolina fans have, I think this could be the second-best rivalry in the state if they would agree to play more regularly, if they would continue. This is the end of a three-game series, continuing that series into the future. This state, this game, is emblematic of our state's unique sports scene. On Twitter, at WSJS Radio, if you want in, that's where we're streaming video in addition to YouTube and Twitch, 336-777-1600, however and wherever you are listening. We appreciate that. We're watching. Will Dalton, the executive producer of this show. WD, have you finally purchased Amazon Prime in order to watch Thursday Night Football, in order to watch Vikings-Eagles tonight? Well. Come on, man. I have not. Just purchase it and then write it off next year. You know what? That could be a tax yeah, just, write-off. It's yeah, for it work. is a tax write-off. You're, Maybe I'll just do that with all my... in order to watch football. Maybe you're, I'll do that with my cable bill. <laughs> you, produce, you produce a sports show. We talk about the NFL. Just get a login, or better yet, listen to WSJS tonight as we will be broadcasting it. Getting to that game. Let me acknowledge on the front end of this that what I'm about to do goes against the rules of sports talk. This is bad sports talk. Let me just acknowledge that. And here's what I mean. Eagles-Vikings is a giant mystery to me. I have no clue what's going to happen. And the sports talk handbook says that's no good. Pick a take. Defend it to the deaf. Even if you don't believe it, I can't do that. This is my read. Something was off in Philly's win in New England. If you just look at the numbers, Mac Jones threw the ball 53 times. Philadelphia forced two turnovers. Philly's fresh off a Super Bowl trip. New England, they rushed for only 75 yards. Yet Philly only won by five. And New England was in the red zone with the chance to win that game, not once, but twice in the final five minutes. That's a bit strange. Meanwhile, you might think, Josh, come on, the Vikings are going to Philly. The Vikings just lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That loss against Tampa could be a bit misleading. Minnesota should have won that game. They held Tampa to under 250 yards of offense. The Vikings beat themselves. You're talking about three turnovers, a Kirk Cousins pick, and I think Kirk Cousins fumbled it twice in the game. 14 rush attempts, that's it for Minnesota? They could have very well won that game with all those bad things happening. I venture to say, that's not going to happen for the second consecutive week, but then again, it's Thursday night football. You want to know what Thursday night football is? It's, you know, when you bake cookies and you see the directions and it says, cook it for 10 to 12 minutes, what do you generally do? Like, How long do you keep it in your oven when you're, you know, putting break-and-bake cookies in your oven. 10 to 12 minutes. Okay, well, are you doing 10, Probably, 11, I'm doing 12? 10. I'm doing 10. Okay. Thursday night football 
is like if you just take it out after eight minutes. That's what Thursday night football is. It's a little gooier. It's edible. Tastes good. I mean, come on. It's <laughs> it's still break and bake cookies. It's still a bunch of sugar and it's chocolate chips, but it's undercooked. It's gooey. It's not as, you know, solid. That's Thursday night football. It's you can watch it. It's the NFL. You know these guys. It's good. It's good entertainment. But it's lesser quality because it's a short week and you're cramming it in and there are more guys injured. Like The injury report is ugly for Philly. They're missing three starters. Fletcher Cox, by the way, not one of the three that are out, questionable to play for tonight's game. So my lean is, okay, I'm not going to pick the game because I don't know. My lean is the Minnesota Vikings. Eagles-Vikings, a giant mystery tonight. Not picking it might be something we include in Graham's gambling. It's not on my hearty eight. Send me that cash Maybe we can shot, include it on nine. I don't know. Vikings plus six and a half. Just giving that a quick look. It's the Drive with Josh Graham. WSJS. Charlotte FC in action this weekend. We actually have two pairs of tickets to give away to this game and maybe a chance for you to win a pair of those tickets in just a little bit. Will Pelagic joins us now, voice of Charlotte FC, and I know he's a real man because when he talks to adults, he's not wearing shades and a hat, and I respect <laughs> that so much about just, you. Just a soccer uh, t-shirt. That's that's about all I'll give you today. I was so close to wearing a hoodie under a blazer with shades and a hat on today, just because of Jay Norvell. You know, you know, it's to. funny. You, it's funny you say that. Um, I don't know if I told you we're going to Europe uh, during the off season, and we got tickets to one of Tottenham's games while I'm over there, and I unknowingly and unwittingly bought tickets in a very exclusive club level where the dress is smart casual and like I want to support the team but like they're very strict on the on the dress code what so is smart like, casual I don't know like that's the thing and like it, it, I think it was you, you can't wear trainers and I think trainers is the slang and British slang for uh for sneakers so and of course it's in December so it's like you know it's gonna be cold so like what what is smart casual when it's you know 40 degrees and bleak you know I, I i have no idea what that means so needless to say i'm trying to find the best way to uh look smart casual but also you know as as david putty once said gotta support the team smart, uh, smart casual according this is not something i'm directly reading from the internet just in case you're wondering <laughs> is an ambiguously defined western dress code that is generally considered casual wear but with smart components of proper lounge suit from traditional informal wear i'm looking at pictures of this and yeah Basically, like a long sleeve what you're telling me is i don't have it no i mean like long sleeve flannel like uh, essentially just look at what tom brady's worn like mm. to games over the last handful of years and it's it's kind of that, or like what Kirk Cousins wears on a regular basis. That's it's kind of what all these all these suits look like. Or yeah, like a long sleeve flannel will do. Or like the t shirt where do you I have the button like up somebody denim. Somebody who's got flannel gram. Yeah, Seriously. look at that beard. You'd be great on a mountain. No. no I'm going to the mountain this weekend. I don't, I don't own any flannel. Okay. So last week I need you for some optimism because I was pretty pessimistic about the Panthers. Going into last week, the worst fears were realized in a week one setting, losing by two touchdowns. There are plenty of overreactions you're seeing across the league, even in Vegas where, I mean, if the Browns played the Steelers in Pittsburgh a week ago, Pittsburgh's probably favored by three. The Browns are two-point favorites on Monday Night Football going into Pittsburgh because of what San Francisco did when they went in there. What's the appropriate amount of stock to put into week one and specifically with the Panthers? Well, I don't know if so much as the stock to be put in week one. The, the problem is that ever since then, the Panthers have gotten strings of bad news. There's the injury to Brady Richardson that has him out for the season. He confirmed on his Instagram earlier today. There's the injury to J.C. Horn, which is going to have him out a significant period of time. And so as a result, it's not as if, you know, I take so much out of Sunday. It's knowing where Charlotte, where Carolina's uh limitations are at those two positions and one of the things that that Frank Reich 
uh, did during the preseason is that he really tried to figure out what he had in the backup part of this roster and the non top 22 part of this roster. And the unfortunate part we found is they don't really have a lot that you would like from a backup standpoint. So I do wonder what it's going to look like on the line, whether you move Zavala over to the left guard and have him next to his college teammate, Ikea Kwanu, put Cade Mays or even Throckmorton on uh, at the right guard. But again, there's a reason why those guys are swing guards and swing tackles and things of that nature. I do feel like Cade Mays could maybe meet, uh, do the job and at least give him something because he was very, very good in that fullback role last season, but he wasn't necessarily as strong during the preseason. And as for the cornerback position, I know they signed somebody off the Raider practice squad earlier today. I don't know what you're expecting out of him, but it is going to be on you know Henderson, Hill, and Jackson to try and supplant what uh, you're not getting out of J.C. Horn once again being missing. Well, Pelagic with us here, voice of Charlotte FC, Charlotte FC, can be listened to right here in the triad on WSJS. We haven't heard a lot from Charlotte FC in a while. Saturday will be the end of the two-week layoff. How has Charlotte FC handled this layoff? What have they been up to? Well, they've looked good. Uh, two players have been in Europe, uh, both Karol Svidersky and Yera Uranen. Both were in uh, their international duties with their respective national teams, uh, Svidersky with Poland and Uranen with Finland. Uh, Uranen played 76 minutes over the weekend in uh, in a match for them. Uh, also, Carroll got an assist against the Faroe Islands, uh, played in two contests. So they both come off with pretty good form. And, and I also feel like the entire team uh, used the international break to really kind of get themselves form fit. Uh, I think that it's always difficult when you come off a good run of play and then you have to have a layoff of games. You always kind of wonder, you know, you want to be on the field next. But uh, they've been very motivated. I saw them out of training yesterday. And, and I have to tell you, they looked silky smooth. And the one thing that's also encouraging is that everyone seems to be healthy. Like there's no one who I think in this contest is going to be impeded from playing on Saturday other than the guys who have long-term injuries who we haven't expected back for a while. And that would be like Vinny Mello and, and some other players of that nature. But outside of that, there's nobody from Charlotte's uh, ledger that will be unavailable. So that's difficult conversations and decisions for Christian Latanzio. But I think the one thing also is it allows them to play into that kind of form that they've seen over the course of the last three. They've had some of the best buildup that they've had at uh, any point of the season. And uh, the unfortunate part about it is that they don't have the results in the last two to show for it. But uh, they definitely have been getting themselves winning positions and will look to try and do that again on Saturday night against D.C., who obviously is uh, very motivated because of the playoff race implications involved in this one. Yeah, I was about to say, is this the biggest game of the year for Charlotte? It is until they win Saturday, and then the next one's the biggest game. Like, that's the thing. Whoa! I think Coach speak! Is, Coach speak, will saying. he be? Hey, it's, it's, it's the, the next it game. Is. It's the Whoa. next game, so that's the biggest game. It's 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 really, you know, that's kind of the way this looks for them because you do have a lot of games with Eastern Conference opponents here at the end of the season. You play Philadelphia, you play New England, uh, Toronto is on that schedule. And of course, that uh, that team with that little Argentinian down in Miami, they got a couple of games against them at the end of the year, too. So uh, every game, it seems like, is uh, is its own event right now. They've got $15 tickets today uh, without any fees on them. I think the only fee you have to pay is the $3 processing fee for Ticketmaster, but all the other service charges and fees are waived. So go on out to the bank on Saturday. It's going to be a lot of fun and uh, hopefully a very intense matchup. Or since you did coach speak there, I'm going to do something lazy. I'm just going to do like the hacky radio thing where in order to get people to go to Charlotte FC on Saturday night, I'm just going to do like caller number five. Caller number five. Gets Look tickets to go see. You know, I'll make it easier. Call number three, because Will's staring at me mad. Like, are you really going to make me go through five different calls here? He would Ka do it. He's Ka done it before. Call number three. 336-777-1600 gets tickets to Charlotte FC Saturday night as they face DC United. So that's the lazy thing. I could do something creative that, that was and fun very, to get That away. was very, very lazy of you, but I, I, I employ laziness. <laughs> and he's I'm proud of it. Call number three. 336-777-1600. No, no, that's what we're going to do. I, I want to make it easier on you. Whipple Logic, um, I know they don't make it easy on you when you talk about, you know, you got a game on Saturday, and then I'll see you at Panthers Saints on Monday night. Be vigilant. And a game on Wednesday. Oh, and a game on Wednesday. Be vigilant. And then we'll talk to you next week. We'll make it happen, pal. Appreciate you as always. There he goes. On Twitter at Willie P. Style. It's the voice of Charlotte FC.
joining us. 336-777-1600. WD drowning in phone calls right now. Don't fear. If you can't get in right now, we'll have another pair that we'll give away later on in the program. Last year, we at, we really looked forward to Thursdays. Like We basked in coordinator sound each Thursday because that's when Ben McAdoo would speak with the media. That's true. Well played. This year, we don't have Ben McAdoo anymore. So we're going to have to change our tact. That's true. We're going to have a different tact when it comes to coordinator sound, and we'll tell you what that is next. You're on the drive with Josh Graham. We were spoiled last year. Not by great football. Carolina Panthers were not all that good. But on Thursdays, Ben McAdoo would speak to the media. That's true. Well played. And it was a treasure trove that we'd dive into each and every Thursday. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, what's more important to you, the football or how interesting they are off of the field talking to the media each week, this new crop of coaches and the new quarterback aren't the most personable. That hey, might Bryce. be that might be the most delicate way to put it. They're boring. That's the less delicate way to put it. But it's honest. So here's what we're going to do now each week. Rather than try to turn something that's boring and try to sell you as if it's interesting, we're fully going to embrace the boring. That's it. Each week, we're going to play you sound from Thomas Brown, Panthers OC, and the Panthers DC, Ajiro Evero. And we'll play you sound from Bryce Young. But we're going to acknowledge on the front end, this is probably the most boring and useless of the clips that they, of the sound that they've, they produce with their lips for 10, 15 minutes each week. So let's get into it now and see how this goes. Putting a bow on the Atlanta game. Here's D.C. Ajiro Evero giving us a quick recap of the game. The game kind of started off a little bit more pass. Um, and then when they started um, running the ball more, getting more conservative in their approach, and uh, when the score kind of gets, started going the way it was going, um, there just wasn't a lot of opportunities. And we didn't play that many snaps on defense, too. So, uh, um, But, yeah, we definitely got to get those guys involved and uh, get uh, Etor and whoever, Barno, Mr. Johnson, whoever's in there. We got to get them more reps. Thanks. Hey, you know, when they started to take the lead, they started to run the ball more. Oh, let me Whoa. Write, let me write that one down. And it wasn't until hearing that I realized that the player that the Panthers traded up to take in the third round, DJ Johnson did not play a snap on Sunday. Go go to the end there. Did he did he call him Mr. Johnson? He was going through players' names. Oh yeah. Involved in uh get uh Etor. And whoever, Barno, Mr. Johnson, whoever's in there, we got to get them more reps. <laughs> Mr. Thought, Johnson. Do you think it's what he calls him? Mr. Johnson. Hello, <laughs> Mr. Johnson. <laughs> Mr. Johnson. How old is this guy? That's what you call somebody when you you can't remember their first name. Mr. This guy? I don't. I think that's an excellent point. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I think in the moment. Yeah. Ajiro Evero forgot. <laughs> DJ Johnson's Tor, name. And whoever, Barno, Mr. Johnson, whoever. Mr. Johnson? You're rattling off names. You're like, ah, Mr. This Guy. How many 24-year-olds are you calling Mr. Anything? <laughs> 24. He's got to be, what, 10, 15 years older than they are. Mr. Johnson, yeah. hello. Tip of the cap to you. And whoever, Barno, Mr. Johnson. Whoever. Mr. Johnson, hey. <laughs> What's happening? This is what they call me in Oregon. Mr. Johnson. <laughs> you're, you're spot on. There's... Uh, he definitely, in the moment, just forgot DJ Johnson's first name. <laughs> Bryce Young, he's excited for his first Monday night game, which is also his home debut, too. So here's Bryce taking us through his game day schedule. Again, it's my first it's my first opportunity to do that. Um, you know, we have a plan as far as what we're going to do. 
um, you know, just schedule-wise and what we're going to do with, with team stuff. But, you know, I'm going to try to do all I can to take advantage of it against an extra day. So, um, you know, adding to kind of that routine I have from week to week, um, you know, trying to find a healthy mix of, of adding and, and, you know, taking advantage of an extra day and trying to find, you know, trying to look for other things, but not just, you know, not just doing things that are counterproductive and going on, you know, while Goose Chase is just down rabbit holes that aren't, you know, relevant. <laughs> Animals. So, I was in physical pain about halfway through that. The the he's creating sounds with his mouth, but that are words and coherent sentences. But there is nothing, nothing. He took us down a wild goose chase. Hey, Bryce. Took us down a path where we're going down rabbit holes. I think as he put it there at the end. That's hey, Bryce. That's what he did to us. Wild <laughs> goose chases. <laughs> what 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 is he talking about? Oh. Make sure you don't get distracted. Are you talking about going on YouTube and like going down a an algorithm like rabbit hole? Oh man, I watched this one comedian and now it's taken me to this pretty dark place. Wasn't really planning to go. And all of a sudden I was watching about seven different videos that were 20 minutes apiece and I forgot we had a football game tonight. Went down a <laughs> rabbit hole. Went down some wild some wild goose chase. We've got We've got here, and it's not even like the game's that late. No, what time oh, people is- were talking about. Oh, it's an eight twenty kick. It's a long day. Bryce Young played a national championship game that started at eight forty, and on top of that, it's a seven o'clock kick. It's not eight twenty. There are two Monday night games this week. Seven o'clock kick. Remember that Panthers Saints playing accordingly. Seven o'clock kick on Monday night. Now let's get to Panthers OC Thomas Brown. Panthers, they need to take some shots down the field. They only had one attempt downfield more than 15 yards. Here's Thomas Brown on what goes into taking those shots. We have built-in concrete rules for everything that we do, but also you don't want to handcuff your players where they're they're playing as robots. Uh, So I'm not going to talk about that play in in general in particular, but just overall to answer your question as far as how you activate stuff down the field, understanding my landmarks, holding space for the quarterback, and then again, making them play when the play is there. Did he mean to say you you, you can't – keep something set in stone as if they're robots? Is that what I heard? One more time. We have built-in concrete rules for everything that we do, but also you don't want to handcuff your players where they're, they're playing as robots. Oh, got it. Uh, so I'm not going to talk about it. that play in, you in be general a little bit more. but just overall. Stop it, please. I can't take it. <laughs> I, I got it. We have a set of uh, rules in place here. It's in stone. Yeah. You don't want to have it so locked in as if your players are robots, like AI. Like, what is happening over there? Talking robots. I Am Legend. Have you seen I Am Legend? I have. I, I like that movie. WD's impressed. Well, that was a good movie reference. Yeah. It's pretty pretty snazzy there, Josh. It's, it's, like, a, it's like AI that he's talking about. Hey, you know, can't, can't like treat it as if we're AI, but maybe one day, who knows, we're going to have robots out there catching passes. AI, going to be that good eventually where we're headed <laughs> the segment hurts that's all i could take oh. from bryce young and thomas brown and ajiro evero and gosh i can't remember the name of that defensive lineman that the panthers traded up to take in the third round out of oregon whoever barno mr johnson whoever mr johnson <laughs> dj johnson Mr. Johnson. Mr. Johnson. It's DJ. It's not even hard to figure out. (laughs) Two letters. Two letters. Okay. The counter program. We have Vikings Eagles on WSJS tonight. It's on Amazon Prime. If you might be like WD and not have access to Amazon Prime. So what are you going to watch tonight? The counter programming to the NFL. Not the greatest. There is ACC football tonight. Yeah. And it's the U. They're ranked. What a big win for them last week. I might watch that. Oh, they're playing Bethune-Cookman. Miami's going to win that game by 50. So you can watch that if you want. Miami by 50. On ESPN, Navy's facing Memphis. Good grief. That's going to be ugly. It's not going to be as ugly as Miami-Bethune-Cookman, but it could be. Memphis is decent. Navy is objectively bad. Like, gross. They shouldn't have fired Kenny Amatololo. This new guy isn't it. 
They're going to be running the triple. It's a game that's built to hurt your eyeballs. Like, if that sound we just played from Panthers coaches and from Bryce Young were a football game, it would be Navy and Memphis. So, those don't really sound like awesome options if I don't have Amazon Prime. What else is there? I don't know. 715 maybe? On Fox 8? Baltimore Orioles facing the Tampa Bay Rays? Birds lost. Maybe I will get that Amazon Prime thing. (laughs) Birds are two games up on Tampa. Four game series. In Baltimore. It's incredible. Like... This division, man, or the top, the, the top half in this division. Yeah. Nervous. Very nervous. Last night was not fun. The Orioles got a gym guy through seven innings. What, he allowed one run on a home run by some kid wearing 67 on his jersey. That's always a great sign when someone with like a 67, <laughs> it's one to nothing, and the Orioles lost one to nothing. Mm. Not great. Mm-mm-mm. So. Morale is not at its highest point as Tampa comes to town for a very important series, but that's some counter-programming, too, to Vikings-Eagles tonight. I had to double-check to make sure we weren't getting Yankees-Red Sox because nothing would make me want to fist-fight more than we us getting Yankees-Red Sox, a useless, meaningless Yankee-Red Sox series when the two best teams in the American League who are separated by two spots in the same division are playing each other in September. And that's the game that gets bumped. But no, we have the right game tonight. So you can enjoy the Oriole Birds, as you know I will be doing later tonight. The Drive with Josh Graham, only on WSJS. It's that time of the week. Send that cash up, fam. That time where we hand out some picks. Got eight on the card. Let's don't let's not stall this any longer. It's time for Graham's Gambling. If you're not gambling. Come on now, let's talk some money. You're not trying. You are so money. You don't even know it. But you do. Let's play some bets. I'm going to make you rich. This is Graham's Gambling. We hit on 60% of our picks last year. This year, we've done this three weeks now. Week zero of college football, week one, week two of college football. Last week was week one for the NFL. Haven't had a losing week yet. Four and three last week. We're nine and seven on the season. Got eight to hand out for this week. And let's get into it. Starting with college, tomorrow night. Hashtag go ACC old school. Maryland, Virginia. Rekindling the old rivalry. The Cavaliers are getting two touchdowns at College Park, coming off a close loss to JMU. So the Hoos are going to keep this close, right? Wrong. Maryland jumped out 38 to nothing against Charlotte. They tightened it up. Biff's bunch did in order to make that look competitive. Virginia is the worst team in the ACC. Tony Elliott, their head coach, making the wrong decision. But the quarterback he should be going with this week, there was that freshman who came in for Tony Musket and really moved it and gave Virginia a chance. He's not going to go. It's going to be Musket. That's a mistake. Lay the two touchdowns and laugh with the Terps. Send me that cash up, fam. Got a couple nooners on Saturday in front of us here, including Wake Forest laying 14 at Old Dominion. But I'm not taking the Deeks. That's way too many to lay for a team going on the road for the first time who hasn't looked all that impressive first couple of weeks the Deeks still could be in good position to pull out a win but it's going to be a battle on the tidewater ODU watch out they're getting two touchdowns and we're taking the Monarchs in this spot this is the part where you play that JC Horn drop and we move things along to another ACC game Florida State is at BC Boston College and our beloved Eagles are getting 26. So is there any <laughs> doubt? Is there any doubt who we're taking here, WD? Boston College. Yes. Sleepy Nooner for the Knolls, who might be looking ahead a bit to that game in Death Valley next weekend. BC plus a massive number. Send me that cash up, fam. 
Last one for Saturday. Last week, we took East Carolina against Marshall, and the Pirates lost by 25 at home. Now they're headed to Boone, and they're only getting nine? So what should we do? Take the road team, of course. No quarter! Pirates! Arg. Send me that cash out, fam. On to the NFL, where we've got, yes, four more to go. Four more picks that we love and you'll probably hate. Starting with the Texans facing the Colts. It's two rookie quarterbacks facing off. It's two rookie head coaches meeting. Give me C.J. Stroud over Anthony Richardson. Give me D'Amico Ryans over Shane Steichen. And give me the home team that's laying a point. Last night, the Texans were getting a point. Suspicious? We like the Texans here. Send me that cash out, fam. Staying in the AFC South. The Titans are in the central time zone. This is a geography lesson. They're going to be kicking off this game at noon local time Sunday afternoon. The team they're facing, the LA Chargers, will be traveling in from the West Coast to play at noon central time. Brandon Staley looks like he's probably the wrong coach for the Chargers long term. Mike Vrabel is a very good football coach. The Titans almost won in New Orleans with three interceptions thrown. So of course we're gonna take them with the three points thinking that Ryan Tannehill is not gonna throw three picks again on his home field, right? Who really knows, but Titans plus the points anyway. Send me that cash out, fam. Getting into the primetime game, Sunday night football, Dolphins, Patriots. Since picking home divisional underdogs worked well for us last week when we went 3-0 in our NFL picks, we're going back to the well and we're taking the Patriots plus three over the fins. Send me that cash out, fam. And to cap it, my favorite pick of the NFL weekend. Monday night football. Not Panthers Saints, but the other Monday night game, Steelers Browns. The Steelers are getting two points at home against the Browns. This is the biggest overreaction of the weekend. Cleveland handed it to Cincinnati in Cleveland. Pittsburgh at home got waxed by San Francisco. If this was the week one game, Pittsburgh's favored by three, maybe four points. Now they're getting two? I will say thank you, sir, for those two and take them. Happily bet on Mike Tomlin to figure out a way to win this game in prime time against the Browns. Send me that cash out, fam. So in review, college football, Maryland, Minus a lot against Virginia. Nooners. Wake Forest. Not covering. We're going ODU plus 14. Boston College plus 26 against FSU. What are we doing? And my East Carolina Pirates plus nine and a half. Make it nine against App State. And then on Sunday, the Texans minus a point. Yes, we're taking the Texans minus a point. That's what we're doing here against the Colts. The Tennessee Titans, plus three at home against the L.A. Chargers. And the primetime gains were going Patriots, plus three against Miami. And the Steelers, plus three. Plus two. Cash out, fam. Plus two against Cleveland. Give me two. Give me two. Feeling great about those. You're on the drive with Josh Graham. WSJS. Now that the sixth man of Tar Heel basketball, B-Dot's joining us, I'm just going to give him the ball, let him run ISO, and cook for a little bit on a on a few topics here. Do you have do you have your Colorado Buffaloes gear yet? Do you have the hat, some shades? Listen, I have been a two-week lifelong Colorado Buffalo fan, and um, I'm loving. Um, you know, where we started and where we are now as a program, loving it. I don't have any nail yet, but oh man, oh man, it should be coming soon. Oh yeah. Make sure this, this weekend, that's going to be a, that could be a bloodbath considering what that Colorado state coach had to say earlier today. Not Why would great. he do that? Why would he poke the bear? Why would he do that? Poke the buffalo. Yeah, I don't know. Poke the buffalo. Whew, I like it, Justin. Yeah, that's not uh, not the smartest thing to do. Do you uh, you strike me, B. Dot, as somebody 
who watched your Dallas Cowboys win 40 to nothing on the road to New York, and you're handling that with complete tempered expectation. You're not overreacting. You're not acting emotionally. He's waving a cowboy flag as I say this right now. You're not going full bore megaphone cowboy obnoxious fan, are you? Absolutely. Uh, Why wouldn't I? (laughs) I am a cowboy fan, aren't I? And You know, people hate cowboy fans. So I figured this year, Josh Graham, instead of running from it, you know, Josh Graham, instead of, you know, wanting people to like us and us to be treated just like everybody else, us cowboy fans have had to accept the fact and the harsh reality that we are not like everyone else. We are a bit above the fray. We are the heels every time we walk into an arena, even when we're in our own. We are the NWO of the NFL. And it, and this year, I'm just going to accept it. Matter of fact, my folks, when y'all, Scott, I want to do the NWO sign, but it's too close to the Wolfpack sign, so I can't quite do it. We need a different sign because, oh, what a rush. Yes, sir, I love it. How about them Cowboys? Yeah. And you know what's going to happen, Josh Graham? Do you want to know what's going to happen? In two years, Josh Graham, two years, you're going to see something you've never seen before in your life, Josh Graham. Are you ready to know what it is? What's that? Do you want me to share with you and your audience right now? Yeah. It's going to be Coach Prime and Shadur Sanders. Whoa. Both with the Cowboys. But wait, but wait, if the Cowboys are every bit what you're describing they are this year, why isn't Mike McCarthy still the coach? Yeah, yeah, but see, we're going to have a great year this year. We're going to take a a historic run this year. Then next year, the wheels are going to fall off. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know why it's going to happen. But Dak and Mike McCarthy, they're going to be the scapegoats. And in comes Prime and Shadour and Booyah! Do you believe? Do you believe? Okay, let's get to actually one more. The North Carolina Tar Heels, really big news today. They they hired, finally, somebody who is solely responsible for NIL. They hired uh, a general manager, so to speak. His name is TJ Beisner, who ran Kentucky's NIL the last few years. And this was a big deal, I think, because NIL – Pretty clearly was a problem last year for Carolina, as often as Hubert was talking about it post-game with speaking to agents and things of that nature. Have you already started to pitch some NIL opportunities, some ideas to North Carolina players yet? Like, how many do you have in the hopper? Well, you know, I got the four for four, um, Wendy for R.J. Davis. You know, I think that's 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 big right there. You got um, Derry Queen, which is DQ. And I think you can do something with DK, with Derry King or Queen, something with uh, Deja Kelly over there on the women's side of things. I think it's something there. I'm not quite 100% having ironed it out. Um, I know there's something there with Elliot and just being a point guard. Um, the last name, Cadeau, it's, it's just an awesome name. I, I have to figure out something there. And I want to know, hey, can can the six man get NIL deals? Is that is that a thing? Can the six man get NIL deals? Because I'm telling you. I would sell the hell out some NIL deals, Josh Graham. You need to talk to T.J. Beisner. That's his job. I need now. to talk to T.J. Beisner. That boy, uh, uh, Bronny James, I said he estimated to make $6 million in NIL money this year, Josh Graham. Yeah. Send me that cash that's, out, fam. I think that's what LeBron gives Bronny for lunch money, too. So <laughs> kind of works out that way. Okay, now it's time for us to get to grammar school. Josh Graham has his own way of speaking. And just when you think it can't get any worse, Josh is going to attempt to learn B-Dot's vernacular. I'm going to put one in the air. It's time for B-Dot's Grammar School. Nobody better than B-Dot. Pre-game, during game, post-game. Brought to you by Heritage Hardwood Floors. When it comes to flooring, they have no ceiling. At Heritage Hall. Mighty. Sorry. My wife called me right there when I was. Ryan! Hey, Carla! <laughs> Live action, Tracy! <laughs> Heritage Hardwood Floor! Yeah, yeah. Heritage Hardwood Floor! <laughs> no, seriously. Thank you, Heritage Hardwood Floors, for always being a great sponsor for this ridiculous segment that I have no clue how it's been going this long, grammar school. Well, it's because it's educational, and I don't have, like, a right or wrong question to ask you that you could be quizzed with. It's more something I just need to ask because 
There is that infamous clip of Governor Roy Cooper speaking in Greensboro and saying, Aggie pride. And I did that earlier this week talking about Tariq Cohen signing with the Panthers. And some Aggie people said, no, no, no. It's, it's, not, it's not for you to say because uh, you're not an Aggie alum. And also you're a white guy. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like that, Josh Graham. I didn't like that. I didn't. I didn't agree with that. There are tons of people. It's crackheads right now on East Market Street. Every year when the parade come through, they scream Aggie Pride. Ain't never did a day on a campus. And it's white people. It's Indian people. Hispanic people. All races go to North Carolina and State University. Anti State University is in the CAA. They're not even an HBCU conference. So of course they are welcoming to white folks as well. Anybody can say Aggie pride when you're rooting for the Aggies. I did not appreciate that. I saw that comment. Oh, you didn't appreciate that they were getting at me. You thought Correct. you thought it was fine that I said Aggie pride. Especially in the text that you used it. Tariq Cohen has come home to play for the Carolina Panthers. If it ain't nothing more Aggie pride than that, that is it. So, like, you used it in the correct context. There should be no racial boundaries when someone wants to say Aggie pride. I thought that was BS like Sycamore, and I did not agree. Aggie pride. Uh, yeah, that was that... horrible the way you just said it. Don't say it out <laughs> loud again. It's a lot better when we just read it from you. Are we Thank doing? You. Are we doing Jiho this year? I never been. Is this the year? I don't know. This might be the year. I, I saw your message and I started Ooh. thinking about it. I didn't. I wasn't hundred percent if I was going this year. Yeah. But because you said that, I might have to make some make some things happen. I don't. I don't have a lot going on that weekend. So I'm just saying, just throwing it out there. Josh Graham goes to Jiho. Oh, there boy. might be some video possibilities. Yeah, Is it going to be like that Travis Porter concert? We could, take, we could take WD with us. He could shoot video. We'll make, a, we'll make a documentary. Josh Graham goes to Jiho. And we'll see what happens. Yeah. Okay. Well, Maybe go to the concert and see Sexy Red and sing Ski Yee. I saw Sexy Red with Woody Johnson. And it's funny. Ridiculous. Woody Johnson actually has the more ridiculous of the names between those two. <laughs> uh, all right. What do you have for me? Up first, what does it mean if someone tells you to stop the cap? Stop, stop the cap. 336-777-1600. Are you serious? That was fast. Well, Jeez. I forgot to mention, <laughs> we have tickets to go see Skinnerd or ZZ Top tomorrow uh, and ZZ Top tomorrow in Raleigh. And we have one more tick one more pair of tickets to go see Daniel Tosh on Saturday. In Greensboro, if you can help, you will win the tickets for the attempt at 336-777-1600. Stop the cap. Oh, we got a low bar. God, we got a low bar. They don't have to give you the answer. They just have to attempt to give you the answer. They just got to give, you know, it's just being a lifeline. Being there for me is what. A lifeline saves you. If it's the wrong answer, you both die. That's not a lifeline. That's death. Yeah, that's how that goes. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm setting a pretty low bar. Maybe next week we can <laughs> heighten the bar if the audience proves that they can help me. Uh, who am I going to here? Back to Mountaineer John. Mountaineer John, what's it mean to stop the cap? Stop lying. <laughs> there you go. Stop lying. That's what that means. correct. Stop the cap means stop lying, man. Just stop lying. It's pretty good. Congratulations, Mountaineer John. You can uh, win some tickets, or if you don't want tickets, the next caller to call in will win tickets at 336-777-1600. Okay. What's the next one? Shots fired. Shots? Shots fired. Yeah. If somebody comes in and says, ooh, shots fired, what does that mean? I think I know the answer to this. What is it? Colorado State's coach, Jay Norvell, shots fired when talking about, uh... When I talk to adults, I don't wear a hat or glasses. I take my hat off and take my glasses off. Shots fired. And Dion's at practice a couple hours later saying, uh, I was minding my own business, but now you done make it personal. Shots fired. Hey, not only are we going to give Josh Graham one bell for getting it correct, but we're going to use another bell for making it current to something going on right now in the perfect sense. Give him two points. Two points. Two points for your Two truly. points for my boy Josh Graham. Two points. Okay, what's next? Lastly, Josh Graham, what does it mean if someone says Jesus take the wheel? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> take the wheel. Let me ask you this. Yeah. This this might have served as a great question, as uh, a caucastic question to start us, since we didn't really have a real one. 
Hmm. Who sings Jesus Take the Wheel? A white guy. Carrie Underwood's the answer to that question. <laughs> I was wrong even trying to guess the right race. Jesus mm. Christ, I guess I'm wrong. G- gender. You got the right race. <laughs> yeah, I got the race, but what's wrong with the gender? Correct. Sunday night football on NBC. <laughs> She's got uh, a song called Jesus Take the Wheel. That's right. It's uh yeah, Jesus Take the Wheel. Um, I'm just gonna use Mark as I, I think I have an answer. I'm thinking the answer is Jesus Take the Wheel is you're just relenting control of the situation. Like I've had it, Jesus take the wheel. I can't take it. I need help. Mark in Lexington, what do you think Jesus take the wheel means? I think you're exactly right. Jesus, step in and take the wheel because I'm out of control with my life. Okay. How about we go to another Mark? Mark in Greensboro, are you with this? Are we all in agreement here? We're all in agreement. Okay. Good to know. So I'm going to go with that. Dot, are we all right? I wish y'all were all wrong. I don't like the confidence of the marks. I don't Great like radio. The- we got yeah, two yeah, marks. Yeah, yeah. We got two marks of myself. <laughs> and I'm sure they're... Congratulations, that is 100% correct. Yeah! You need divine intervention. Get them some Jesus tickets if we've got wheel. tickets left. I don't know if we have any left, but give them some tickets if we do. <laughs> That's outstanding. Yo, know, I bet you there a couple of marks here, you know? They're probably... They probably believe wrestling is real. Hey, wrestling is real. And and the Dallas Cowboys are the NWO. Oh, what a rush. I just got to figure out a hand signal for my Cowboys nation so when we see each other, we can greet each other like the NWO used to do. I wish we had black jerseys in Dallas Cowboys so we could wear all black to games, whether that was home or away. For people who don't know, Dot's birthday is on September 11th. My birthday is on the 12th. How'd you spend your birthday, Dot? Oh, man, sitting on the couch remembering how the Dallas Cowboys whipped the wheels off the Giants. Do you realize that the Cowboys beat the Giants 40 to nothing? The Cowboys is the only defense that went last week that didn't have anybody score on them. The New York Giants are still waiting to score a touchdown. The Dallas Cowboys had scored more points before the offense got on than some some teams had scored all day. Dak Prescott got me six points in fantasy football. It was horrible. I actually lost that game because of him, and it didn't matter because the Dallas defense got me 60 points in one of my fantasy leagues. Michael Parsons has two sacks, and then you got your boy Diggs over there. Hold on this side. Who's going to throw to him? Nobody. Tony Pollard running crazy. Cowboys Nation. How we feeling, baby? How about them Cowboys? Yeah. Oh, what a rush. So in review, Dot spent the entire day on the couch re-watching the Cowboy game from <laughs> Sunday night. That's how he spent his birthday. There you go. Uh, B-Dot, I love you, man. Thanks for doing this. I love this. you too, man. What'd you do for your birthday? Real quick, 60 seconds. Brazilian steakhouse. My wife had never been to one before, so we went. Boy, I thought been... she was about to pay a Brazilian wax. No, 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 no. Stop. I don't need Stop that Stop with image. that. Uh, you, uh, you ever been to a Brazilian steakhouse? I've been to a Brazilian steakhouse, and I've gotten a 